0: Hey, what's going on, everybody in Sharks Territory. I am Aaron James. This is the Shark City Podcast. Oh, man. It's time for everybody to uh, wake up here. Late night edition of the Shark City Podcast. We are closing in on midnight here in Sharks Territory. I'm um, getting to you a little late today because, you know, there was obviously a double header, Two games this Friday evening, but enough of that and all the filler. Let's get down to it. Um, this right here. Is going to be a quick recap of the preseason. It's also going to be some reaction to the five games that the Sharks played in the last week. Uh, Also, we'll dive in briefly to the opening uh, doubleheader going down overseas for the 2022 Global Series. Uh, Opening weekend at the Tank will also be uh, covered quickly and briefly. And uh, much more. Uh, So thank you to everybody who's tuned in and joined live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch as we do a late-night edition here of the Shark City Podcast. For some of you, it's bedtime. Um, I'm waking you up. September is over, which means that in less than a week, the NHL season for the Sounds of Sharks begins. Uh, Before we get there, let's just talk about the last five games here. Uh, So game one against L.A. Sharks you know they had they had a strong start uh they went four one, and zero, and we are gonna cover the results just for the sake of um you know just catching up all the fans out there who perhaps either were sleeping through September Now it's over We're waking you up last green day reference I promise <laughs> um also. You know, it's it's 2022, and my hockey team still doesn't televise our live stream preseason games. So I'm sure there's a whole bunch of you out there who may not even know anything that went down in the uh, five exhibition games that kicked off the 2022-2023 season. All right, so um, the Sharks won their first exhibition game. That was this uh, past Sunday at the Tank in downtown San Jose. Uh, Sharks forward Timo Meyer and Tomáš Turtle pretty much picked up right where they left off from last season. They um, each got themselves a pair of apples, or a pair of assists, I believe it was. Um, or a pair of points, pardon me. Um, so anyways, um, they both got assists on Luke Kunin's first period goal. And that pretty much um, was all that went down in the first period. Uh, neither team scored in the second Uh, There were so many penalties. That was probably like you know one of the um, talking points for the preseason. Not that not that these stats really matter, but um, you know the San Jose Sharks in their first two games they killed off ten consecutive penalties. Um, That first game against the Kings, they had six minor penalties in a nine-minute span. Uh, Most of the penalties were cross-checking and roughing, but you know that's expected when the Kings and the Sharks are playing, especially in the preseason, right? You have all the uh, prospects trying to make their case for uh, the main roster. Um, so when you know all that time on the penalty kill the second period, Sharks only generated five shots on net, leaving Jonathan Quick in net for uh, the Kings rather unbusy. Kakinen, on the other hand, on the opposite on the opposite side of the uh, rink, um, he put up an unofficial career high of twenty saves in the second period it's unofficial because it's a preseason so none of these stats are going to stick right but um it matters for sharks fans and for everyone else out there in the league who are following this kind of um quiet goaltender battle going on in san jose Uh, so capo kakinin had a pretty strong performance uh captain logan couture ended the game in overtime uh with the wrist shot And, um, you know, that was assisted by Eric Carlson, who's going to be another player who's going to be under the limelight or the microscope this season. And Kevin LeBank, who's returned to the main roster nine months. It's been nine months since he sustained and successfully underwent surgery for a shoulder injury. So, you know, it's nice to see Kevin LeBanc back on the ice with the squad and already having an impact on the scoreboard. Uh, Kakinen played the entire game. Some Sharks fans were anticipating some subs. Uh, That didn't happen this preseason. Every goaltender that started the game finished the game. Um, So that was Kapokakkanen, James Reimer, and Aaron Dell. Anyways, uh, Kapokakkanen that first night. Again, these stats are going to stick because it's preseason. But game one of preseason, uh, he put a .956 save percentage with 43 saves. Um, you know, almost half of those going down in just the second frame alone. So it was really exciting for Sharks fans who've been thirsty. They've been hungry for some action, for some hockey. Obviously, we had the uh, rookie face-off tournament go down, uh, you know, just a week prior. But, I mean, in all, in all reality, those are scrimmages, right? Like, this is some legitimate NHL-level hockey. Obviously, you have a mixture of... Of uh, different types of skill sets, going down from the minors, or juniors up to um, you know the AHL uh, players who are in you know the mix, trying to compete for you know a spot on you know the bottom six, or perhaps you know maybe they're trying to make their case for you know top five, depending on the position. But anyways, bottom line is, um, it was just nice to see some real Sharks hockey. For those of us who got a chance to see some of the action. <laughs> um, again, it's 2022 and our team doesn't live stream or televise preseason games. I don't know what's going on with that. And when they did this season, and I'm just going to spend a little bit of time with this, just a little bit of time. But when they did for one of these games, it was like a, a simulcast. They had a video and the audio going down. Um, long story short, as you could tell, it's preseason where the Sharks uh, broadcast podcasting crew as well just like it is here on this uh, podcast anyways uh so yeah everyone's you know kind of you know ironing out the wrinkles and you know we're all, we're all getting prepared for you know the big the big show going down in uh Berlin and um and Prague in less than a week but um back to recapping the preseason so we're going to move on to game 2 against the ducks uh the sharks dressed the B group um, so, you know, again, the whole point of mentioning all of the, um, the talent being infused is that gives the Sharks a luxury of kind of testing two different squads. Uh, you probably heard a lot about, um, you probably heard that term a lot, especially in the last 24 hours with the Sharks finishing off um, the preseason schedule uh, with both, with the split squads, you know, two teams playing in two different venues simultaneously. But uh, back to game two, Anaheim, uh, again, the Sharks, they, um, they pretty much, you know, they, they were hot. It was the first time uh, Daniel Gushin, a name you'll hear a lot too in this uh, recap, uh, Tristan Robbins, Jacob Magna, and uh, Mario Ferraro were seen on the ice for this season. Um, So, you know, in, in game one, it was Eklund, Hurdle, Meyer, Carlson, you know, like, you're pretty much starters, right? And then, you know, Group B had Gushin, Robbins, Ferraro, and then James Reimer, of course. We got a chance to see him, see how he would respond to, you know, uh, Kakinen's performance. And, you know, the Sharks, they rallied pretty fast. I think it was uh, 17 seconds. Noah Greger got the first uh, goal with his first shot, the first shot to game of the Sharks. So, again, just continuing that vibe, that whole new era, right? That's what's been being promoted here is this new era of hockey. So it was just nice, again, to um, see the Sharks just, oh, man, it's just refreshing to see them, you know, take take command of a game. Um, Daniel Gushin's goal gave the Sharks a 3-1 lead going into the um, to the first intermission. Scott Reedy, by the way, he got the back of the net. I think it was like a one-timer in the slot. And that was like two minutes following um, Noah Greger's opening goal 17 seconds in. So um, you know, Reimer, twenty six of thirty shots were um stopped. So you know he allowed four goals. It is what it is. Um the Sharks were able to win five to four. So you know um Jordan Gajevic and uh Max and pardon me it's late I might butcher this last name. Uh, please give me a pass. Uh Verona Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to try. Long story short, Sharks held it off. My bad. I get a penalty right there. All right, there's unsportsmanlike conduct. Two minutes in the box. But anyways, um, but yeah, Rhymer, you know, 26, 30 shots, 0.867 save percentage. Not necessarily the response you want to see uh, when, you know, Kakanin is, you know, he's he's trying to get that spot, that number one goaltender in position, right? But uh, on the same token, you know, Optimus rhyme, his... Um, you know his team, and I'm not trying to you know diss the B squad here, but you know he didn't have the support of Meyer, Hurdle, Kachor, or Carlson, right? So um, you know we'll have to wait and see what Quinn, uh, David, you know, head Sharks David, uh, excuse me, Sharks head coach David Quinn. <clears throat> uh, we'll have to let, you know wait to see what he uh, decides for opening night against Nashville in about seven days here. Anyways, um, game three against the Kings again as we. Trying to pick up the pace here as we are recapping the preseason for the San Jose Sharks here on the Shark City Podcast. Um, San Jose Sharks defeated the Kings 3-1 at the Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. Not Canada. Right here in Cali. It's like right next to um, Rancho Cucamonga. For all those of you who watch uh, Friday or next Friday, you know, um, that's a real place. (laughs) Anyways, it's like east of L.A um so they call it the empire uh classic i believe or the empire series i i gotta look it up i mean again another foul on me forgive me it's late and that's the last time i'll use that excuse but long story short is you know um la and uh san Jose, they do this pretty much uh regularly uh you know do this empire classic thing going on and uh you know the sharks they won so uh, kudos and hoorah to our boys thomas borerlo evgeny uh Saveshkinoff or part pardon me, and Scott Harrington scored the goals for the Sharks. Timo Meyer, Kevin LeBanc got an assist on Bortles' first period power plate goal. Rodim Simik and Scott Riddy got an assist on the second period goal. Uh, Harrington's was a shorthanded third period goal, unassisted. Aaron Dell got that start. Um and he put up 26 saves for a.963 save percentage. So, you know, Dell, Dell, Dell still got it. You know what I'm saying? He'll be Quite the delight to watch for the sounds of Barracuda, who's about to start their preseason um, coming up in about a week as well. Um, Dell's only goal against broke that perfect penalty kill streak that was kind of going through three games. But again, it's just preseason, so it doesn't really matter. Ross Mann, by the way, was also dressed. He was on the bench. He never played any action. Uh, so, you know, that would have been nice to see them swap. I'll just be honest, but it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then now going on to tonight, most recently, Sharks split squads and results. So the Sharks ended their preseason uh, just a few hours ago. Um, official record is 4-1-0 and zero for exhibition games. Um, in Anaheim, the Sharks struggled often and early. They surrendered three goals in less than four minutes midway through the first period. Uh, Kapokakinen made 27 saves on 31 shots, posted a .871 save percentage, Uh, So not necessarily the, um, you know, I think this game is definitely going to kind of keep uh, James Reimer, um, you know, in the mix when it comes to, you know, the starting goaltender position. But um, back to the point, the only goal that the Sharks scored was uh, by Logan Couture. It was second period. So, you know, the captain showed up Uh, in Vegas where, you know, the action was a little bit more... um, Lively, more fun for Sharks territory. Daniel Gushin still the show in Vegas with a hat trick and the Sharks' 7-3 clinic that they put on, the Golden Knights. Yona Gadjevich, Matt Benning, Luke Kunin, and Eric Carlson netted the other four goals for the Sharks. And keep in mind, this is all just preseason. But, you know, definitely a better show. Um, really wish they sent Eklund with that squad, but it is what it is. He was playing in Anaheim. Um, so, you know, he, he got a little taste of disappointment, but it's all good. Um speaking of which he um you know we'll get into that a little bit later on the show, but you know we'll see where he lands. We'll see where he lands in October. You know what I'm saying? i I've been saying it all off season. I think he will be on the CUDA. And I'm pretty sure as long as he's in San Jose, he'll be happy. But we'll save that for a little bit later on the show as we wrap up this segment of uh, the preseason results and reaction. Um uh, Timo Meyer recorded four assists tonight in Vegas. And Reimer also put up 27 saves. So in um, made 27 saves on 31 shots, 0.871. That one shot differential, is a, check this out, save percentage-wise. So Kakinen in Anaheim, 27 saves, 31 shots, 0.871 save percentage. James Reimer in Vegas, 27 saves, 30 shots, 0.9, like 90% save percentage. So you know, I think it's neck and I think I think it's like you know, like neck and neck or glove for glove, blogger for blocker, pad for pad, whatever you want to call it. Speaking of which, you uh, peep James Reimer's new mask that he's about to debut. Uh, we posted it on our social media, so you could um check that out on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Shark City Hockey all across the board. Um, but yeah, the um you know he has like baby shark. And also uh, a tribute to his faith on it. So it's definitely uh, wor- uh, worth the look. So check that on out on our social media pages. Again, that's at Shark City Hockey. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Shark City Hockey. Um, so, yeah, that was the preseason. Um, penalties were huge, huge, um factor in a lot of these games. Obviously, the penalty kill showed up. So, you know, we got to be happy about that. It's really... Really hard to say what this will kind of translate to going into the regular season if it means anything at all. Obviously, we're waiting to see who David Quinn is going to bring along with, um, you know, the main roster as the Sharks are headed to international waters. Um, they have one more exhibition game in Berlin, by the way. Uh, we'll we'll just we'll go into details of that a little bit, but let's just wrap up this my thoughts on the preseason. Um, so yeah, you know goaltender battle Kackinen versus Reimer, Obviously, I think that's going to leak into like November. Um, it's been rumored that Quinn wants to give Kackinen you know the opportunity, and on NHL Network on SiriusXM on NHL Network Radio, that's pretty much the same sentiment being shared that this is Capitals' job to pretty much take. I think there's plenty of fight left in James Reimer. So, you know, again, again, I highly doubt there's going to be like uh, getting the back off starting goaltender in terms of like, you know, like going 40 games in a row, so to speak. Right. I I highly, highly uh, believe that they'll be rotated. Kakinen and Reimer will definitely be sharing the duty. Increase, or you know, they'll be sharing uh, the workload in the crease in San Jose, right? But the real question is, uh, which we'll get into a little bit later as well, is, you know, uh, which one of these guys is going to be declared a starter and then which one will essentially be shopped, right? But anyways, um, Eklund and Bordelow preseason, uh, you know, Eklund and Bordelow, you know, they, they showed up and they showed out, especially, you know, during the face-off, uh, rookie faceoff tournament and kind of consistently throughout the preseason. Again, don't want to dive too much into stats because none of this is going to stick. It's preseason, so they'll say like none of this really matters anyways, right? But it does for Sharks fans um, in terms of the direction for the club, especially considering that we're it's supposed to be in a new era. But back to the point. Uh, Eklund and Bordelow, they're definitely going to stick around San Jose. I think Bordelow is, um, I think he's penciled in to the main roster. Um, I believe Eklund will most likely be on the CUDA, i say for about a month. Give him a month. And I I I honestly see uh, Quinn and Greer getting Eklund to the NHL level, you know, as as quickly or as efficiently as possible. But, you know, like, I don't think they're going to put him there if they don't feel he's 100% ready. Um, but I digress. It's just preseason, right? So with that being said, um, I, I'd expect to see Borderlow on the plane. Headed over, sees. Not too sure about Eklund. I don't know what y'all think out there. But um, moving on. Actually, one step back. Final word on the new threads. Let's take a break from, let's take a little break and uh, put a little um, different beat in the tempo here. Um, it's been about 20 minutes. So we've been one official NHL regulation period of hockey. Um so this would be a good time to remind everybody out there that this entire season the collection of the Shark City Hockey Podcast will be broadcasted live on Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And all of the episodes can be found at SharkCityHockey.com. Uh, sharkcityhockey.com is also where you'll find our twenty four seven live streams. We're rocking Sharks Territory Sharks Territory twenty four seven on ninety one SHRK. And we have a lot of um, you know, historical uh, content and original content that I'm sure you all will enjoy out there. Um, if you know you're fans in Shark's territory. All right, enough of the plug. Um, the reason why I want to give a different tempo is I kind of posted this and I was gonna wait for another episode, but we might as well get get it done now. Uh, final word on the new threads. So I posted this on Instagram and Facebook exclusively. Um, so there's still time to chime in. Just kind of hoping to get um, some responses. Uh, via like a uh, voice messages, by the way, if you ever want to leave your opinion on, on anything sharks related or anything that we talk about on this show, do so on our speak pipe. It's our free podcast message service. It's, you know, if you have internet connection, if you have a phone, if you have wifi, um, you, you could do it anywhere. Essentially. It doesn't, you know, you're not calling into anything. It's pretty much like dropping a DM, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, long story short is, if you want to take, uh, you know, you want to take part in the show, if you want your voice to be featured on the show, by all means, uh, respond and react on our SpeakPipe, uh, SpeakPipe.com forward slash Shark City Hockey. All right, uh, back to the point. I was hoping to get some um, some of your all voices out there, but you know, I got plenty of comments, especially on the Facebook page, and it seems like the overall consensus here is. That it's going to take time for these new uniforms to grow on Sharks fans. So right now we're going to do a quick little final word on the new thread segment. And it's going to take time, in my opinion, for the new threads to grow on the majority of Sharks fans. I'm still seeing, surprisingly enough, because it's been about, you know, it's been a little bit. I mean, let me let me take a step back. Not really surprising because, again, it's 2022 and my hockey team doesn't live stream or televise their preseason games so maybe a lot of you out there haven't seen the sharks in action in their new uniforms by now but for some of you out there especially those who probably follow this page you more than likely have seen plenty of um you've had plenty of exposure to the sharks in their new uniforms so it's you know there's some surprise some Sharks fans out there still think it's trash. <laughs> I'm not going to drop names, but it is what it is. And some people think it's absolutely fire. Uh, but I think the overwhelming majority of fans, regardless on how you feel about the direction that they're taking, the uniforms, I think the overall majority of fans, where they where, where they all like kind of meet in disagreement, is all till. It's... You know, the till gloves, the till pants, the till helmet. It seems like the overwhelming uh, feedback is that if they just separated it with a black helmet and black pants, that it would have made the uniform like 100% like fire. And you know what? I understand where Sharks fans are coming from because that's essentially how it's been. For over 30 years but I also believe that's why the club decided to take this direction because they're trying to you know, they're first of all trying to market it as evolving but also, you know, it they're trying to distinguish this new era from you know, the other ones and that's kind of what I want to end this with is, you know Will changing the uniforms to all till, giving us a brand new video scoreboard and um you know a new GM and a new head coach, is that gonna be enough to bring in the fans? Right? I hope so. I really hope so. Um one of the craziest things about you know having a new uniform is it's a good way to like alienate sections of the fan base especially those who are more like um you know they're more about the heritage or the more traditional so they want to see like you know the inaugurals come back or those who you know um you know you have some out there that just love the orange they really do so they're they're missing it um and then obviously everyone wanted to see some some gray in there it is what it is. I'm not gonna complain personally. It's it's taking some time to grow on me. But I think um I think by the end of the season these uniforms will dis- will be distinguishedly um sharks. Just like how the CUDA said, you know, their uniforms will be distinguishedly CUDA, right? Anyways. Alright. <clears throat> so that was a nice little um nice little break from the whole reports here. All right. Thank you guys uh, again out there who are watching and listening live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. This is the Shark City Podcast for um, September 30th slash October 1st as we are, um, you know, going through the midnight hour here in Sharks territory. Um, So <clears throat> sounds like Sharks are headed to international waters. They have an exhibition game going down in Berlin. Um, so this was pretty much announced. Toward the end of last season, uh, that the Sharks are going to be participating in the 2022 NHL Global Series. And they'll be competing against uh, the Nashville Predators, who, by the way, they've already announced their roster for this uh, matchup. So Nashville's 27-player roster consists of 16 forwards, 8 defensemen, and 3 goaltenders. The complete roster is available on the Nashville Predators webpage. Um, Of course, Sharks fans are awaiting the roster announcement to see who will be going overseas to represent San Jose in the two-game series. Uh, We don't know who exactly will be there. We do know that Tomáš Hurdle will be there. And uh, Tomáš Hurdle was born in Prague, by the way. He played two years in that uh, 0-2 arena. So uh, skating a little backwards here. Uh, Sharks will first head to Berlin, Germany to take on... um, Esbern, Berlin. Pardon me if I butchered that. But they're going to take on a local um, hockey team there at the Mercedes-Benz Arena on October 4th. And then the official NHL regular season for the San Jose Sharks and the Nashville Predators begins October 7th in uh, Prague, Czech Republic. Who, by the way, as we said on this last podcast, uh, Mike Greer responded to, um, you know, he has some comments to the Czech government pretty much saying, Hey, we're banning Russian hockey players or any, any athletes of Russian descent. Uh, well, they lifted that ban. So, you know, everybody's welcome, which is nice. That's what you want to hear, especially in the world of hockey. Right. Um, so, you know, let's keep the politics out of sports. Um, you know, sometimes it is what it is, but you know, for certain matters, I don't think it's necessary to punish players for, um, you know, things that they haven't, they have no, um, and no control over, and in all honesty, um, Russian players, uh, hockey players, have been um affected negatively by this conflict that's been going on for a while now, um, especially in the international uh com- competitive stage. I digress. Um, so, um, you know, in the Czech Republic, there'll be a home and home series against the Preds that's October 7th and 8th at the O2 Arena. Um, Nico Sturm, he's the newest Shark. Uh, he is a German native. So is uh, Liam Gilmartin. So they're both born in Germany. Um, obviously Czechs members uh, outside of Tomas much as I just mentioned earlier, who are part of the Sharks is Radim Simic and Adam Roska. Uh, the Sharks, this is their first time that they've been playing overseas to start their season off in like 12 years. So The last time was Um, In Stockholm, Sweden. That went down in 2010. And uh, that was against the Blue Jackets. And another exhibition game. uh, Against a local hockey team. So yeah. uh, Tomas Hurdle was talking to NHL.com. And he was discussing. um, Like you know. What's going to be like going to his hometown. To open up the regular season. And um, he said. And I quote. It'll be amazing. I don't know how many guys know it. But I was born in Prague Prague, pardon me. Prague, excuse me. <clears throat> and I played in that arena for two years before I got to the NHL. I know the arena and I know everything around it. It's a dream come true to bring my team to Prague and play in front of my friends and family. Um he also had this pretty cool quote and he says, I think our beer is some of the best. Hopefully the boys will enjoy it. Whoever has been in Prague, you have to taste the beer. So it looks like Tomáš hurtle is going to have a little bit, you know, have a proper homecoming, um, you know, experience in the 2022 uh NHL Global Series. Um, you could hear his conversation that he had with NHL.com, um, on their at the reek podcast, and that's available free on pretty much uh, all podcast platforms, just like this one is. Anyways, uh, so sounds like Sharks are going to return home. Friday, October 14th. Uh, Sounds like Sharks fans will get to see the finished product for the new scoreboard. I find that hilarious. I really do. I understand, you know, um, they still got some finishing touches to do. They got to add or they have to install the video display between the upper and lower bowl. But um, I just find it hilarious that they have to like declare it on the scoreboard. Like, you know, see the real thing and it's under construction. I I I don't know. I just think that's funny. It is what it is. Um, They'll be giving out a fanny pack on opening night, Friday, October 14th. As a Sharks fan, my immediate response is, really? A fanny pack? After the clear bags and then the no bags? Anyways, I'm just messing around. Um, The real headliner for opening night is Brett Burns' homecoming. Uh, Brett Burns will go down as the first player to get a video tribute on the new video board. How about that? Um... But yeah, it's like, you know, Sharks fans will get that sting right out of the way, right? We'll you know, definitely beers uh be uh, beers, pardon me, definitely be some tear triggers moments on that video um tribute. But yeah, Brent Burns will be quote unquote coming home Friday, October fourteenth with his new squad, the Carolina Hurricanes. Man, that's gonna be nuts. Um, Where the party is really going to be at In my opinion for Sharks fans Because you know that's going to be like That's going to be an interesting night It's going to be You know obviously you know the Sharks are going to be Opening at the Tank Um, The real Official start of the new era But you know You're going to have Brett Burns right there He's going to be in a a Whole new new threads He's actually going to play at the Hurricanes Not like Marlowe just kidding but no, seriously though, like I think it's gonna be like um a sweet and sour moment, or however you call it, like sweet and bitter. I don't I don't know, but you know what I'm trying to say. So where I think the party's really gonna be at is the following night, Saturday night at the tank, October 15th, where Doug Wilson's banner ceremony will take place. Uh, he's gonna be honored for his contributions as captain and general manager of Soundsic Sharks. And it's gonna be his banner is gonna be raised in front of his former team, the Chicago Blackhawks, which I think is hilarious. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the final years in uh, Chicago for Doug Wilson kind of like was a fallout, and you know, um, you know the rest is history. Anyways, so you know that, that right there pretty much covers our second, uh, you know, our sep- second segment of this podcast. Um, so we just covered the preseason, reacted to it, and we briefly um, covered opening night. Um, overseas, and opening night right here at home. So um, I think at this point of the podcast, being uh, about 35 minutes in, I'm going to start to uh, wrap it up here. Um, once again, thank you to everybody who's been um, watching and listening live and to all those who listen on your preferred podcast platform and those who enjoy the feed directly from sharkcityhockey.com. Um, this is the season. Uh, this is the second season of the Shark City Podcast. This is the third episode of the uh, season, and I think we'll end it with some predictions. Um, I'd love to hear some predictions from more of you Sharks fans out there, to be honest, to be 100 with y'all. And again, I'm just going to say this one more time. Speakpipe.com slash Shark City Hockey. All right it's a 90 second uh limit so you know you have a minute and a half to say your piece your message uh, i like to know what your predictions are for this season you know um, for me i'm gonna focus more you know what i will um i'll bait the question all right but i think personally you know this season you know will Meyer get the contract will the sharks shop a goalie you know what? What will the overall record be? I would like to hear from you all out there. What you think? Um, I'll share my thoughts on it. And uh, you know, if we get enough, um, you know, messages out there um, in our SpeakPipe account, then you know, compile it all together for segment on the next show. But um, to answer my own questions here, really quick, as we end this um, the podcast this evening or early morning, um, I think Team Wire gets the contract. I think this season Timo Meyer will get the contract. I think it's pretty obvious that Mike Greer and the San Jose Sharks are gonna to want to take their time and do it right. Timo Meyer has expressed that he wants to stay in San Jose and he is obviously their starting uh line or yeah, they you know, the starting line winger. So um he's a part of the core. Um look at what him and Hurdle do together. What they did last season was was, was pretty magical considering you know all things um speaking of which you know last season Nashville Predators they came into our to our house they came into the tank and they put on a clinic of their their own on the Sharks so as a fan I'm expecting to you know see the appropriate response on the international stage by the Sharks and um you know hopefully they serve up the Preds um you know, 120 minutes of just, you know, pain and glory. <laughs> Anyways, just kidding. But no, seriously though, like I really hope that the Sharks, you know, um, that they come out of, um, you know, they come out of the Czech Republic, two and zero. Um, so yeah, I think Meyer will get his contract this year. Um, I think the Sharks are going to shop a goaltender. I believe Kakinen, given his age. And, um, his new, his new deal that is inked that he will be the sharks preferred starting goaltender, uh, which means will James Reimer, James Reimer, will he stay on the sharks leading up to the trade deadline? You know, I, I hate to speculate on, you know, um, the sharks players careers, but it is what it is, right? It's, it's, it's the nature of the leagues, the nature of the business, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you know the sharks have. They they have death this this season. They really do. I mean, they said that they lacked it last year, and I argued that we had it, but maybe it just wasn't at an NHL level. Some of it's still not uh, NHL ready. You know what I'm saying? But the point I'm trying to get at is um. Is yeah, you know Strauss Mann, they got Aaron Dell. I know, you know, he's gonna mostly stay at the CUDA, but the point I'm trying to say is we have we have um the players to step it up on the main roster and back up Kakinen if they need if they need to. So um, you know, hopefully James Reimer stays on the Sharks. because uh, obviously when he's hot I'd rather be you know, I'd rather see Reimer, you know, behind the defense than in front of the offense, right? But anyways. Uh, so we'll see. I honestly think though Um, Kacknan will kind of emerge as a starting goaltender. And then, you know, maybe um, James Reimer can help the Sharks out in another way. Um, As far as the Sharks' overall record, again, just doing some of my predictions here for this season. Um, By the way, Forbes, Forbes, okay, so you all know Forbes magazine, right? So Forbes published an article about the 10 teams in the NHL who are going to have fresh starts, Sharks being one of them. Um, but specifically the reason why they have fresh starts is because there's 10 NHL teams entering this season with a new head coach. So, you know, David Quinn being the sound of the sharks, he was the last of the bunch, the last of 10 to be hired. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of that had to do with the sharks having to find their general manager and they did so. And in a historic way, by hiring Mike Greer. And um, you know. Bob Boogner. About a week leading up to the announcement. Of Mike Greer as the general manager. Was still a part of the organization. So Sharks. You know. Um, they they went their separate ways with the Boogeyman. Um, and yeah. You know. Now David Quinn. Mike Greer's guy. Has the sounds of Sharks. And he said at the beginning of the season. That if he could just get these guys, if he could just get the roster, to, I believe, I might be this is not an exact quote, but I'm sure it's not a misquote. But along the lines, he said, if he could get the players to give like 10 or 50% more, then that would be the difference between making the playoffs and missing them. So, as a Sharks fan, obviously, my dream is for the team to win the Pacific Division and have, you know, really win the West number one team and have the Stanley Cup grow to San Jose. But if I had to be realistic instead of till what <laughs> like that, guys, it's a late hour, uh, then I say the Sharks will show signs um, of a playoff contending team by the end of the season. Whether or not they get into the playoffs will depend on if David Quinn can get the guys to give him that 10 or 15% extra, right? So, yeah, um, I think the overall record will be above 500 Um, points in the standings, mid eighties to lower nineties. Again, the dream is to be in the best position to have home ice and have a deep playoff run. A lot of, a lot of experts and a lot of uh, people have already, they, they wrote the sharks off. All right. And the one thing that as a fan that I do not like about when people talk about the team, so casually being like, um, like you know the bottom of the league, and the expectations are like essentially like, oh, they're going to miss the playoffs. Like the reason why that bothers me is because then I feel like you know, um, it kind of creates this unspoken kind of unofficial uh, standard where it's like, okay, we don't expect too much out of our team. So, you know, um, if that's the status quo, so to speak. And again, they've already went out in public saying that they do not play for playoff position. I mean, they do not play for drop position. So they're not intentionally tanking. All right. Supposedly. And I hope, I hope not, at least not, not anymore. But anyways, um, not that they have been in the past. I'm just simply saying, right. Um, long story. to wrap it up i just yeah i just really hope that i just really hope that they get in the playoffs because i do not like how you know the national narrative is just casually saying that these guys are not even playoff contenders that might be the reality it might be but hey you know what i'm a firm believer of like you know like each season or each game kind of being an, an, a new opportunity to redefine, um, you know, said expectation, right, without sounding too cliche. But the point I'm trying to get here is how are you going to write these guys off? We don't even know who the, who the opening night roster is, let alone what the end of the season roster will be. I think William Eklund will be on the roster by the end of the season for sure. We'll see how long it takes him to get off the CUDA squad. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what if they decide to not send Eklund overseas and play in the Global Series? I think that would be a crime, first of all. But second, um, you know, it's like for whatever games he was in dress in the main roster, um, we'll never know, like, how he could have impacted said games, right? And if it's just a matter of games that keep us out of the playoffs. um. Yeah, it it'd be frustrating as a fan, but what's more frustrating is is the narrative kind of all season long or all off season long leading to this season, the new season being like, oh, they're not even gonna make the playoffs. I just I don't know. I think it's blasphemous. I'll get off my soapbox in just a moment. Let me try and make sense of this whole uh, little tangent here. I guess I've been going on, but long story short is, you know, I think the Sharks have a chance to make it to the playoffs. And I believe, they had, I believe they had the squad to make the playoffs years prior. So I agree with the new head coach, David Quinn. I think he was on point when he said if they could just give a little bit more, that 10, 50% more, then yes, there was between missing and making the playoffs. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Anyways, that's enough shark speculation out of San Jose. I'm Aaron James. Thank you all for staying tuned live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And Twitch. And special thank you to everyone listening to the audio version on your favorite podcast platform. And, of course, on SharkCityHockey.com. We're going to get together and talk in about a week. Unless some, you know, breaking news drops in Sharks territory. The next time we'll be talking, we'll be following the San Jose Sharks Debut in season debut in the 2022 NHL Global Series. It's exciting time right now. This 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 exciting time. The season is less than a week, and Shark Tank is going to open up with some giveaways and some special events. So get yourself a brand new jersey, whether you love it or hate it. The away jerseys are on point. I'm not going to lie, I'm going to probably pick up both of them. Of the Ways Pretty, so that one would probably hang. You know, and probably wear the till one. That one could be you know, the ones that weather the storm. Probably wear that one out to the game. Anyways, I'm Aaron James. It's late at Hour here in Shark City. And with that, I'm about to sign off. Once again, thank you to everybody who's been watching live. Everyone who's gonna be listening on the audio uh version. And um you know, I'll end it like I do all the other podcasts. Let's go, Sharks. Again, special thank you to everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow Shark City Hockey. Um, Good night, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, Once again, let's go Sharks.